Hey everyone and welcome to episode 31 of the Owning It podcast with me, your host Meg Randall-Green. I'm so excited today because I have a guest and this is the first guest I've had. So welcome Madeline. I'm super excited to have you here and talk all about your journey and about what you do. Um, as you know, on this podcast, I am all about um, exploring the journeys, the real ups and downs, the behind the scenes of actually what it is to be an online entrepreneur and everything that goes with it. So the good, the bad and everything in between. So I'm really pumped to have this lady on the show today. She is really inspiring. She reached out to me. I think we met on Instagram a while ago, actually, when I was first starting out. So little bit of kind of the importance of networking there and in this episode we're going to talk all about how to create balance in our lives as entrepreneurs so we can supercharge our results and performance a little bit about Madeline and I will let you speak in a minute <laughs> she is a business coach for health and fitness based coaches so she helps these awesome women sign consistent clients um, through a genuine business strategy but also establishing that all-important work-life balance so that is an awesome mission um so yeah she, she says she's been an entrepreneur at heart since she was a little girl so Madeline over to you um tell me who you are and who you help for for starters and then we'll get yeah. into it yeah thank you so much first of all for having me on here this is actually my first featured podcast so I'm super excited um, but yeah, like you said, I have actually just shifted my niche a little bit and I used to help basically all entrepreneurs, all female entrepreneurs. And now I've niched down a little bit further and I help health-based coaches, um, sign consistent clients and really hit the ground running, especially with a launch strategy, a business strategy using social media, um, and also establishing that work-life balance, like you said, because I feel like it's so easy as an entrepreneur to focus all on your clients and not really focus on yourself and forget that aspect of things. Yeah, I, I so agree with you and I'm, I'm so on board with that. And in fact, just this week, I was thinking to myself, man, I need to make more time for exercise because it's the first <laughs> thing that goes out of the window. Um, and you know all about this because, like, tell me a bit about your journey. Did you, you started off as a PT, am I right? Like, how did that all come about? I'm super interested to hear how, how you got to where you are now. Yes. So it's a very, very long journey. Um, it seems like a long journey. It's only been like a two year journey. Um, but yeah, I decided out of high school that I just didn't want to go to college right off the bat, at least. Um, it wasn't for me. It didn't feel aligned with me. And I wanted to just be an entrepreneur and own my own business. Like you said, like I have always been an entrepreneur since I was a little girl. I've always wanted to own some sort of business. I just didn't know what it looked like. So I decided to get my NASM personal training certification. I started training clients in person. It was really, really fun, honestly, just having that in-person aspect. But again, I was training time for money. I had to physically show up and it was just draining. I mean, training clients, trying to manage my business online using Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram a little bit. I had a coach back then and we were trying to get it online, 
but again, it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like it was really what I was meant to be doing. So when I kind of realized that I had a passion for the social media world, I luckily landed a full-time job as a social media marketer through doing some freelance work and kind of just playing around in the whole industry. So, and then COVID hit and it was kind of like just a big wham of events. And I said, you know what, if I'm going to find a way to kind of blend this whole fitness and social media thing, I need to do it now. Like this is the perfect time to do it. So here I am, I invested in a business coach um, back in March of this year, 2020 and hit the ground running. And now here I am helping health-based coaches. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And I love the, um, you know, the pivoting and like the journey of how you got to where you are now, because people, and, and I often think this on social media, people will look at the end result and be like, oh, that seems so easy for her. Or, oh, of course she can do it. When in fact, the reality is you've shifted, you've changed, you've like maybe done three or four different things. Like mm -hmm. you said, you started off with one thing, but now you're doing something very different. So I love that kind of adaptability. Like when you are coaching with your clients and now you're focusing on the health and health and fitness, like how do you bring that resilience and that kind of adaptability into your coaching? Do you, is it something that you focus on? Yeah, I definitely do. And in that aspect, I kind of think of it and uh, coach my clients the same way to be adaptable. Cause I think that's what makes a business owner and an entrepreneur, a business owner and an entrepreneurs, because they are adaptable. They change with the times, they change with needs, they change because of what they feel. Um, so all of my clients know that there's going to be shifts that happen. It may be one big one. It might be five little ones. Um, but if you decide that you want to change your niche halfway through our coaching, then it's okay. Like you should be able to follow your dreams and be able to do whatever feels right for you. Yeah, that's so great. And, um, and I think it speaks to that point of, there is no one size fits all. And especially in coaching and especially in the business coaching, I see a lot of people who are like, this is the process and this is what you have to do, um, which I don't agree with. And like, uh, honestly, like this is totally open for debate and people have their own opinions. I think that you need to be super specific and tailor it to the person's business that you're working with. Um, because if you don't find that thing that they really enjoy and they love doing, they'll just stop doing it because it won't be the thing that keeps them going because it's hard like you know this I know this keeping motivated keeping energized is really difficult so if you don't enjoy the actual process not just the result but the journey it's going to be really hard to stay motivated so yeah I love that yeah exactly yeah. and like like you said I mean there's it's not a one size fits all. There's so many coaches out there that kind of treat it like that. And yes, of course, there's, there's launch plans, there's business strategies, there's processes, like all this fun jazz. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what makes, I think a coach so different is when they take you as a person and say, okay, this is the structure, but it has to be specific to you. It has to be specific to what your offer is and who you want mm. to attract. Yeah. Totally. And I feel that people can definitely sense when the energy is off. So mm -hmm. 
um, for my listeners, who some of whom haven't found their niche, haven't found who they are speaking to or how to speak to them, what would be like your top three things that you would say like to check on themselves before they go about crafting their offer or crafting their message, like energy wise, what are the three things that you'd be like, check your minds in the right place? Like how would you coach someone who was like in that position? I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like there is definitely a process to that. First off, you have to be in the right mindset. You have to make sure you're very in tune with your body. I know it sounds very woo-woo, but the more intuitive you are about who you're looking for as a client and also how you kind of process that in your mind and being able to accept your literal dream client saying, no, not right now, that takes a lot. Like that takes a lot of free will. It takes a lot of dedication to kind of be like, look, it's okay. Um, so I would say it's definitely a mindset thing. It's definitely being intuitive and being able to recognize and see where your next client is. And when you're talking to them, kind of realizing those like trigger factors when you're talking to them about their business or their personal life or whatever it is. Um, and then the thing that I kind of tell my clients and I, I think why I decided to change to just health-based coaches is because I've been a personal trainer. I know how it feels to be desperate for clients and trying to put food on the table and all this, you know, stuff. So I definitely think, you know, again, going back to the mindset thing, you shouldn't be desperate to find clients, but you should be open to find clients. And kind mm. of just doing those little word changes. And I think it's a lot easier to coach someone and talk to those people that you are trying to find when you have been through it. Mm. So, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. I totally agree, which is why I actually had a conversation today with someone who said, oh, do you help women who aren't mums? <laughs> because that's... <laughs> my messaging is very much empowering mums to build and grow their own business. And I said, sure, I would absolutely help someone who wasn't a mum. However, like my messaging is all about that person because I know exactly what she's been through. So I would feel slightly out of integrity if I would be like, oh, I'm speaking to the challenges of someone who hasn't been there, like doing all that mindset work, doing all that confidence work, particularly um, just because I really know those issues like you said like you were a PT and you know how that feels and I feel like as coaches unless you've lived through it it's very very hard to teach something just from an intellectual perspective because then it's just knowledge it's not like integrated so I'm really glad you mentioned that exactly exactly yeah and I think when you're sitting there and you're having these coaching calls and you're trying to help this person get through you know growing their business or whatever their goals are it's a lot harder to help them through that and kind of stick with that and understand on a personal level where they are um, when you haven't been through it. And I think that's, again, why I shifted so intensely is because I just didn't relate to some of these other business coaches that, um, you know, went through this whole like big corporation kind of process. And I was like, 
shoot, I haven't even been to college. Like, I don't understand this. And so that's where I was like, okay, I need to really focus on these health coaches and these fitness coaches. Cause I have, I have been there. Like I have understood the struggle. So. Yeah. yeah that's so good. I love that. Um, so what would you say is, and I love that you mentioned like you haven't been to college, like, so I haven't been to college either, just FYI. Um, so what is it about entrepreneurs? Like we don't do further education, right? We just, uh, we just jump on in. I love it. Um, so what are the biggest mistakes that you can see in entrepreneurs um, when it comes to looking after themselves? Like if you were talking to my audience and we're probably a little bit older maybe than your audience, um, we have children, we have busy lives, what are the biggest mistakes that you see um, coming up and how can you, you help them? So the biggest mistake I see is not taking time for yourself and really just setting yourself up for burnout. Um, I can speak to that, especially just, you know, being a personal trainer in the past, it was just the constant grind waking up at 4:45 in the morning, not getting home sometimes until like seven or eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. And you just set up yourself for burnout when you don't take mm -hmm. those, those days where you maybe feel like you don't want to work. I know that seems so, you know, contradicting where you're like, well, I'm an entrepreneur. I need to work really, really hard to make six figures or like whatever your goal is. But mm -hmm. when you don't take time for yourself and provide self-care, whether that's going to get your nails done or just taking a day where you're maybe only responding to DMs and not necessarily doing the behind the scenes work, um, mm -hmm. which I tend to do a lot <laughs> just for my own sanity. But now, now I've gotten to the point where I can fortunately do that. But, um, yeah, just setting yourself up for burnout and not taking time for yourself. Yeah. So important. And would you say like there is a specific exercise routine or even like a loose framework that you recommend for that self-care? I guess if you're working with PTs, they probably don't need any help with that, but maybe <laughs> they just need to be told to slow down sometimes instead of like, doing very intense cardio, whatever they're doing, like maybe they just need to do some stretching. What, what would you advise for your specific clients in that, in that example? Yeah, I would say for personal trainers, since it's very, very easy to literally work from five in the morning to eight at night, just because of, yeah. you know, hourly rate wages and, you know, yeah. all this other stuff. But um, for someone who's a personal trainer and that still has to physically show up for work, um, I would get into a specific type of training that you are very passionate about. So it doesn't feel like work. Mm. Um, make sure you're setting boundaries with your clients, making sure you're setting boundaries with your employer. If you have one, um, taking days off. I mean, I used to know client or trainers that worked seven days a week and they yeah. would just be completely drained. I would see it in their face. Um, yeah. and it was because they wanted to make a buttload of money and it was just, they just weren't happy in the industry they were in. Yeah. Um, for someone who is able to train online and can do it virtually, I definitely say again, set specific work hours um, throughout the day, take breaks, take a day a week where you're just performing self-care, relaxing, spending time with your friends and family. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, those are the biggest tips that I yeah. have.
that's great and i think it's so important you mentioned boundaries like i feel that business owners are really bad at this um and it's almost like a muscle you have to keep practicing of literally just setting boundaries with yourself <laughs> like yeah. this is the time i'm going to bed this is the time i'm going to take a bath and not look at my phone like those just really simple things can make a huge difference just to quality of sleep and all of that stuff. So that's really interesting. Um, what I wanted to ask you about as well is we talked about those PTs who are like trading time for money. How, how would you advise? So someone who is trading time for money, whether they're a PT, a coach or a consultant or a website designer, whatever they are, how do you then move to a model where it's not trading time for money. How, how did you do that? So my journey as a PT especially was kind of the opposite as you would think. So I started actually having my own business. So I would only work maybe three or four hours a day. I would only train like three or four clients a day. Um, and that's how I started. It was pretty hard to kind of get there. That's the one thing about taking a PT business that is physically like in person, but also, um, you know, it just, it, it takes a lot out of you, honestly, doing it that way. But, um, it's kind of harder to find clients is what I'm saying that way. And then I kind of switched gears and did more part-time doing that as well as working for a gym. And, I noticed that it was not obviously the clients were provided for me. So I wasn't drained that way, but, um, it was more mentally exhausting, I guess is the phrase I was trying I'm trying to say, because yeah. I would physically have to show up for work. I wouldn't get to pick my hours. I wouldn't get to really necessarily pick my clients, but, um, yeah, I'm trying to like think where I'm trying to get out with, <laughs> but, um, I would say just, well, a find some sort of networking opportunity where you're maybe able to, you know, talk to people that maybe weren't thinking about personal training or fitness or anything yeah. in the first place. Um, mm. cause you just never know who is needing it. And then also maybe just establishing some sort of like online presence, whether it's just like one kind of like group challenge or whatever it is, even if it's small right now, it's a very good way to kind of scale and grow online and eventually be full time online. Yeah, that's really good, really good advice. Cause I think a lot of us struggle with this, gotta work more hours, gotta work more hours. Cause if I don't work, I don't get paid. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm very much about like packaging up into programs. And of course, like you'll be working out your hourly rate, like in the back of your mind, but that's not what is happening like as, as, mm -hmm. as a transaction. So that's really helpful. Um, what do you think are the biggest things that you've learned in the last two years? Like, I know you've changed your niche and you've been through quite a journey. Like, what would you say is like the top thing? If you could go back two years to Madeline two years ago, what would you say to her? <laughs> well, that is a very interesting question. Um, I would say to, well, A, I think just networking and getting to know people that can kind of understand what you're going through. So for me, for example, I had a bunch of friends in high school. It was great. 
And then when they went to college and I didn't, it was really, really hard to connect with them. And it was really hard to kind of understand them um, and for them to understand me. Of course, they were supportive, but they never really understood me on like a deeper level as an entrepreneur. So Mm. I would have told her to honestly just network more than I did. I kept myself kind of in this bubble where I would work, work, work. I would get Mm. home and then I would just crash. And I didn't have any sort of like social aspect. So I ultimately, I would just say to socialize, especially with people that understand you, like physically understand what you are going through. It's great to have those people that are supporting you, like your friends and your family, but start talking to people that you wouldn't necessarily think about talking to. Maybe they're 20 years older than you, but they've probably gone through something that you have that you're just starting in and they could give you some guidance on it. Yeah, that's so great. And I think so often we do this because we don't know who to speak to (laughs) because you're doing it all by yourself. Um, And that, you know, that tendency to just shut down a little bit and just do it all by yourself is really easy to fall into. So I love that that's like a big learning for you that like the power of networking and the power of community is so good. Um, what was I going to say? This is what happens when you're doing something live and you can't remember. I had a train of thought about that. Um, oh, so yes, the power of networking, because I heard this somewhere. I don't know where from, but opportunities don't just fall out of the sky. They come through people. So this is a really good way of looking at it. So yes, for your own like social vibe and community and friends, but also opportunities only present themselves through other people. So if you're not building relationships and building your network, you're not building opportunity into your business. So that's a really good, really good one. What is the, (laughs) what is the thing you wish you had not done in your business? Well, honestly, I feel like there's not a thing that I wouldn't have done necessarily because I am a very strong believer that everything that you do is the roadmap to where you are today and who you are today. Um, I mean, if there's, if there's anything that I maybe would have, wouldn't have done more as like a a human being more than like an entrepreneur. Um, I wanted to move out so, so bad when I turned, uh, well, I was like almost 19 when I moved out. So I was like 18 and three quarters or whatever you want to call that. Um, I mean, it was definitely a learning experience, but I didn't make it in that apartment past six months because I just couldn't pay my bills. Like I had all the right mindset and intention, like intentional aspect with it. Um, But I think I was way too young to be moving out. I still was trying to figure out in the back end what I really, really wanted Um, So if I could go back, I maybe would have stayed with my parents a little bit longer. But again, it was a learning experience. And now I am in an apartment I can't afford. And I've learned from it. I've learned from those mistakes. Yeah, that's awesome. I and I, I completely agree. I think everything that you do is just a way like it's just something on the way to to where you need to be so yeah I love that you said that but um how cool that you moved into your own apartment at 18 and three quarters and now you're making you have a successful business and you have someone working for you or with you um so you've made a huge success of it like 
what would you say to somebody who was thinking about investing in coaching but has never done it before? Like, what would be the thing that you would say to be like, right, come on, this is why you've got to do it. Like, what's the most important thing do you think? What's the value? I think it's a question of, do you want to be where you are right now? Do you, are you okay with staying put and living the life that you're living right now? And if that's yes, then okay, maybe you can ponder it and maybe you can put it off a little bit longer because the life that you're living isn't bad. But if you're in a nine to five, if you are you know, struggling to sign clients or whatever it is, and you're just like, I cannot live this life any longer, that is the universe, God, whoever you look up to, that is them telling you that there needs to be a change happening. And it's, it's time. Like, honestly, it's time. And this is a test whether or not you take it and really run with it. Um, and then once you make that decision, and if you decide that you do want to invest in a business coach, find someone that you really vibe with and you really connect with because there's nothing worse than working with someone that you just like feel drained from or you don't align with, you don't feel like is really your person. Um, mm. So do your research because an investment is an investment for a reason. Um, but yeah, definitely just go for it if, if you feel like that's what's, what's right. That's so good. And I think it's so important to do, to have that feeling. And it is just chemistry. It's like, do you get on with this person? Do you want to be on a phone call with this person every week? Do you want to be like, do you want to speak to them a lot? You're going to be speaking to them a lot. And I think people kind of underestimate how important that is sometimes because they get like very bedazzled by the Mm. lifestyle and bedazzled by the results. And it's like, dude, you have to actually do the stuff they're telling you to do and like not feel resentful about that. So that's really important. I know. Um, So this has been so interesting. I'm, I love it. What I would love to do is just very quickly before we wrap up, um, I'm all about the morning routine. (laughs) So can you tell me what is your current morning routine? Cause I know you're going to have one Um, and tell me what you do and tell me why you love it. So my current morning routine is, I honestly don't really set an alarm anymore. Um, I just, I don't wake up with alarms. I don't know what it is. So when I'm getting up, my boyfriend is leaving for work. So usually he just gets me up and I definitely think that's a way better way than hearing just some (laughs) giant alarm blaring at me. (laughs) So um, I usually get up, I go get coffee, whether that's from my kitchen or I have a Panera literally in walking distance for me. So sometimes I'll go there. Um, and for the British audience, what is a Panero? (laughs) A Panero. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like a, uh, it's a bread and bakery kind of place. It's really, really big. It's basically like Starbucks, but they have more like food. Yeah. It's more food and coffee and, uh, like an actual restaurant kind of, um, but it's a franchise. So it's everywhere in the U (laughs) S so, so yeah, sometimes I'll go to Panera um, but when I come back, I usually tend to, you know, make a, a decent breakfast cause I'm usually starving in the morning. Um, something that's really protein packed. That's going to give me a lot of energy. And I like to reflect and kind of do some personal development. I don't like to look, look at emails or DMS or anything like that right off the bat. Cause I'm just not in the right frame of mind. 
until I get my thoughts on paper basically and mm-hmm. kind of write down anything that I'm feeling, maybe some journal prompts that I saw the night before, whatever I'm feeling, I just go with it. Um, yeah. And schedule my day and then kind of just, you know, I get in the shower, I'm a morning shower person and I tend to work out in the evenings just because that's when my boyfriend gets home and we go together. But yeah, I think it's nice to, you know, thankfully be able to kind of just go through my morning with ease and I don't have a rushed routine. It's very natural. It tends to be the same thing every day, but it doesn't feel rushed basically. So what I would love to do is swap a morning with you and see how much you enjoy my morning routine of waking up at six with the baby and then feeding three children and dressing them for school by eight. Oh my gosh. Well, I have a dog, so maybe I'll dress her. (laughs) I had very good intentions of waking up at five but these seem to have gone out the window so yeah I think I'm gonna just ease off on that pressure and like incorporate a bit more flow so that's a really good takeaway thank you and Madeline it's been wonderful where can everybody find you tell us where you are on the interwebs the socials where you at yeah so the best place to find me is my Instagram I'm honestly so so active on there um, you can find me at Madeline, that's M-A-D-E-L-I-N-E underscore Eddie, E-D-D-I. And then Facebook and LinkedIn are my next two places. You can just search my name again. Um, but yeah, if you really, really want to know the real, real me, go over to Instagram because awesome. that is where I hang out. <laughs> awesome. And is there anything you want to leave my audience with? Any, uh, program that's coming up? Any new launches? What's going on in your world? Yeah, so I actually have a mini mind that's launching in the first couple of weeks of November. Um, So that is basically going to be a structure for health-based coaches who are looking to launch their next offer, launch their first offer, whatever it is, um, and get a big cash influx into their business. So I am taking pre kind of spots for that. If you are interested, you can always just hit me up on Instagram um, and ask me any questions that you have. Um, So that's, that's basically the next thing that I have coming, but yeah. (laughs) And um, I will drop the link as well. So in the show notes, so people can find that. Do you have a link for that or is it just a DM conversation? Um, I will have a page, like a landing page set up shortly. Um, but for right now I would just, yeah, connect with me on Instagram. Okay. Go follow her on Instagram. She is awesome. She has amazing tips. She has amazing value. If you are a health coach, even if you're not a health coach, go follow her and see what she's up to because I have learned so much from this wonderful lady and it's been wonderful having you. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was very delightful. (laughs) (laughs) Good. And I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.